Today, I'm continuing my practice of bringing leadership to stewardship, that is environmental stewardship, sustainability, with the honor that President Abraham Lincoln gave to soldiers who died fighting the Confederacy, defending the Union, in the Gettysburg Address. Now, these men died that he was honoring. I want to draw parallels with his speech, with working towards sustainability today, but there are a couple big problems. The main one is that we don't today have to risk our lives to defend sustaining Earth's ability to maintain life in human society. We only have to do things like eating fresh fruits and vegetables instead of packaged food, drinking tap water instead of bottled water, things as simple and as beneficial as living closer to families and flying less, taking vacations close to home, like 80% of the world does today that can't afford to fly and has no access to it, and 100% of the people from about 100 years ago to all of human history before that. But the bigger issue that makes it difficult to draw a parallel from then until now is that no one, almost no one, is acting in stewardship today. Almost no one is living sustainably today. There's no one to give the speech to today. Almost no one, although I hope to change that. This tiny little change in behavior compared to the sacrifice of one's life, to actually improve one's life, we aren't even doing that because we look at it and we think that it's, oh, it's a big burden, it's a big chore, not to fly whenever we want, wherever we want. When I actually made the shift, and there's nothing special about me in this area, switching from Doritos to broccoli, from Ben and Jerry's to apples, that shift is tremendous. It's awesome. I love it. It's not just my behavior. Now people in government, people in corporations contact me for me to consult them to help them figure out how they can pollute less and how they can get their organizations to pollute less. People who think what one person does doesn't matter have no concept of how change happens, especially systemic change. And they certainly don't understand, well, look at how Lincoln speaks of the fallen soldiers at Gettysburg because Abraham Lincoln knew how change happens. That's how individuals make a difference. In this case, I've done enough and shared enough that people see he knows how to do things. He can help me. And so I help them and I help organizations change. There's no way that I want to go back. And it led to more, much more, not flying. And when I go to the online calculators, my pollution is something like 10% of what it used to be. That is a drop of 90%. And that's just improving my life. I'm always looking for more because I expect it will improve my life more. But we don't even do that. Lincoln honored men who sacrificed their lives to defend other people's lives. At the end, we all know of the people, by the people, for the people. Well, that exact language actually works for why sustainability works. But I'd, I'd also point out it's to increase Earth's ability to sustain life in human society. That's something that we don't really do today. It's apparently too much for us to do today. But I don't believe that we have to continue thinking that it's a burden and it's a chore, that it's something someone else should do, that government has to act before we do, that corporations have to act before we do. I believe that we can learn to love living harmoniously with nature. I believe that it's easy that, we'll, that once we get doing it, we won't want to go back. And this will be a permanent shift to how we look at the world, especially American culture, which is the opposite of stewardship today. This is to you and me an opportunity, the opportunity not even sacrifice, but to enjoy life in harmony so that others may live around the world and future generations. And future generations will honor those of us today who led. Again, the doing is its own reward. I'm going to read the Gettysburg Address. Then I'm going to play a professional orator's version of it, which is much more rousing than I, than I can probably do. But keep in mind, he's talking about a sacrifice that they did. What I'm talking about 
is living more harmoniously, living joyfully. This is not sacrificing anything. To live sustainably today is not sacrificing anything. It only looks like it from the outside. When you, when you knee deep in Ben and Jerry's, apples look like they taste pretty bland. But when you're really living in stewardship, you connect with people all around the globe, the people who are helpless to resist being affected by the consequences of your actions, the pollution, the pesticides, all these things that are, you've read the front page of the paper. So here's the Gettysburg Address, and I recommend while I read it, you've heard it before, to think of sustainability and what you can do to be honored by future generations to act in stewardship for others. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, and we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note, no longer remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here, dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion. That we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. You've heard it before. I'm about to play a version recorded by a professional orator. And please, again, look for the parallels between people giving, not talking, but doing, and how what they do is in service to everyone, especially future generations, and how great their honor, and how great our honor can be if we act, if we don't just talk, or even not talk, but we act. And again, our acts do not have to be such sacrifice as risking our lives, but really finding joy in eating fresh fruits and vegetables, not getting all that packaged stuff, and enjoying life, spending time closer to family, spending more time with your community. Here's the professional version. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here.
It is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus so far nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here, dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth.